welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. This podcast is designed to share important legal information without the stuffy legal jargon. I'm Tracy Marlacrane. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rise Up in Business podcast. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the podcast, and I'm really excited to dive into today's episode. I talked a lot last week about reflection on the year that's been and the business journey so far, and answering the question that we often pose to ourselves, is the business journey what I thought it would be? And often the answer is no, and if you listen to that episode, you'll have heard me dive into that and why I think that's so powerful. But as promised in last week's episode, this week I want to talk about strategy and planning for 2023. Oh, I love a good strategy. If you've been following me for a while and if you've been listening along, you will have heard me say that over and over again. And I talk a lot about this on Instagram where I am also very active. You will have also heard me say many times that there is no substitute to preparation. And that is so true. I learned that from a highly established and credentialed barrister that I worked a lot with in my litigation days. And he was so right. And even though the focus and the context of his saying that there is no substitute to preparation was very much in the context of our litigation cases and, and the prep that we had to do for going to court. What I didn't realize then, but I know very well now, is that this would apply to so many aspects of life and certainly to so many parts of running a business. So this time of year can be really wonderful to pause and reflect and take stock on the year that's been, to reflect on what worked and what didn't and what was the most painful, the most challenging and what was the most beneficial. It can be really lovely to allow ourselves the space to really just sit and reflect on that and get some clarity around that. And also, I think what we inevitably take from that process when we do give ourselves that time is we get clarity around what the best lessons were and what the most painful and unexpected ones were. But it becomes crystal clear of where the real value lied, where those nuggets of gold were in this past year of our business journey. So as I say, I did a whole episode last week. If you haven't listened to episode 94 of the podcast, please do. It really was packed with gold and I love talking about the power of reflection and self-awareness. At this time of year, I am very well advanced in my planning for the next year. I start my planning in November for quarter one, quarter two, and reflection is a big part of that. This year, I actually completed my quarter one, 2023 planning in November, and I've partially taken care of quarter two. And I'm going to share a little more about my process later on in this episode. But in doing that, my starting place is always looking back and being mindful of and identifying what worked and what didn't, what lit me up, what didn't, where did I let myself down? I feel that's an important one because we're very hard on ourselves. That is often, for me, where I let myself down. So taking a really gentle and compassionate look at the year that's been can be really empowering because there's no judgment. We don't need to be hard on ourselves. We're hard enough on ourselves on a day-to-day basis, in my experience. We don't need to be hard on ourselves through this process too. I really love the start of anything new. You'd know that by now if you've been listening for a while, whether it's a new day, a new week, a new month, a new quarter. To me, it feels like a clean slate a fresh opportunity to start again. And we get to do that judgment-free. And I love that, especially in business. 
We might have had a really lousy day yesterday or it might have been a challenging week or I didn't do all the things last week, I didn't show up, I'm behind on deadlines or whatever it might be. But when we wake up fresh and new, there's an opportunity to start fresh. We can let go of that. We can let go of what we didn't achieve. We can let go of what overcame us. We start fresh today and we rise and we can be our best self. And I love that. It's just got the promise of so much opportunity and possibility. So when I'm starting to plan for a new year, gosh, that's a big one because it's a whole year four quarters ahead of me. I really love that freshness and that promise of hope and possibility that planning for a new year brings. So whilst I say there's no substitute for preparation, got to do some reflective work first and we've got to do some groundwork first before we can really make the most of that preparation in my view. So when we're putting our strategies together for 2023, There are five questions that I ask myself and I work through this with clients as well when we're navigating tricky issues or unexpected challenges that arise, especially at this time of year. There's always many. There are five questions that I sit and ask myself and I journal on it because I'm a journaling person. Love to journal, love the clarity that I get from journaling. I journal on five questions so that I can position myself to do my 2023 planning and put a strategy in place on how I'm going to tackle all of the things I want to do. Let me share those five questions with you. One, what lit me up this past year? I need to know what lit me up this past year because I want to do more of that. Two, what financial targets did I meet and what targets did I not meet? Once I have clarity around that, I can then dive into why. Three, what did not go according to plan in terms of financials? Four, what kept me anchored to my why? And I like to dive into scenarios here in specific challenging circumstances where I can actually really reflect on what happened in those circumstances, what led to it, what the outcome was, and was I anchored to my why? That's really important for me for so many reasons. And I talked a lot about that in last week's episode. And then off that is question five, which is what caused me to stray from my why? And the truth is it's often ego, to be honest. I will often stray from my why when I'm getting caught up in the ego or when I'm getting caught up in the noise of all things that is marketing and social media, when I'm thinking about keeping up with everybody else and doing all the things and am I doing enough? And I question myself, oh, that's a slippery slope, my friend. And that's when I tend to stray from my why. It'll be different for you. But that's an example of what causes me to stray from my why. Once I have spent some time with these five questions and I reflect on them and I journal on them and I get some clarity around each of those points, I'm able to plan for going forward. But it's only after I sit with these five points, can I plan for going forward and can I know what it is I want to achieve next year? I do this every year, every single year. And those are the five questions that I use in my end of year planning to put a strategy in place for what's coming next because nothing stays the same forever. Nothing stays the same, not even us, and it should be that way. So it's a very different experience each time I sit with these questions because things are different now. So when I inject some fluidity into my planning and I accept that these five questions are the questions that I need to ask myself this time of year, I find it really refreshing and empowering because It's giving me permission to be honest and look at what has really gone on in my business without judgment. And that's important. Once I've got this clarity, I can now sit down and start mapping out what the goals and objectives look like for next year. And I do that in a platform 
called monday.com. I know some people use Asana or Trello or Airtable. For me, it's monday.com. And I won't lie, it's very pretty. It's all colour coordinated and you can do all sorts of things with the boards and allocate things for team members. And I've got systems and processes set up in there so that automatic notifications get sent to people when things happen. It's all set up beautifully for my business and I love working in Monday. My team work in Monday and it works so well for us. I spent a lot of time developing it to what works for my business and I love it. And now in my planning, it gives me the freedom to sit down and draw on what I've reflected on, get clarity about what I want to achieve. And then I do my planning in quarters, quarter one through to quarter four for 2023. And What I haven't mentioned here, so I'll share that now, is what has been really powerful for me this year in business, well, really the last quarter, and what has been really powerful in my planning and my strategy development for next year is a declaration I made to myself a couple of months ago, which was, I don't do overwhelm. I made a declaration to myself a couple of months ago in my business, and I've got to be honest, I apply it to my whole life, but that declaration was, I don't do overwhelm. I just don't do it. If you know me or if you've been following me for a while, you will have known that I have a tendency to fall into overwhelm fairly easily, particularly around things that aren't my jam or my zone of genius. Finance, bookkeeping, budgeting, financials is one area where I've been very open in sharing that I go into overwhelm really easily. So early on in my business journey, I've surrounded myself with the right people amazing bookkeeper, incredible accountant, give me the support I needed, but I would still go into overwhelm when I was trying to learn some of the things or be empowered or make decisions. So I've been very open in sharing that going into overwhelm is something that would happen easily to me in business. But I was inspired by something I was watching with Marie Forleo and she declared she doesn't do overwhelm anymore. And when she was sharing this, I think it was with Amy Porterfield on Amy's podcast, When she was sharing this, it had been two years and it was successful for her, the power of that declaration. And I find many nuggets of gold um, listening to podcast episodes from people who have walked the walk in business and certainly Amy Porterfield and Marie Folio are people that have walked the walk. And I thought, I'm going to give this a try. And I did. I declared I don't do overwhelm. I journaled. I incorporated it into my affirmations. I was kind to myself. I reminded myself of it always. And I have not gone into overwhelm a single time since declaring that. It has been so powerful. What that means for me, health-wise, personally, it's amazing. It's been a game changer because I was getting migraines a lot. And that was because of overwhelm and stress and, and all of the things. But I haven't had one for a long time now because I don't do overwhelm. Part of not doing overwhelm is fierce boundaries, and I have become ruthless with my boundaries in my business. These two things have helped me immensely in my planning because I've looked at the year, I've reflected on my five questions, I know where I want to focus, and then I dive deeper in the Monday board. I dive deeper. Once I've listed them, I then create subcategories and I dive deeper. If I want to achieve something, what does that look like? What do we have to do? What what does that mean for me? What does that mean for my team? And I put them all in and then I reflect on them and I come back to them tomorrow and I'll tweak them and develop them. And I've been working on this process for a while because, as we know, there's no substitute for preparation and that extends to planning. There is no substitute for preparation and planning. And that's what I've been focusing on. So with that in mind, knowing that I don't do overwhelm, it puts a different lens or a different perspective on my planning when I'm doing it because I'm actually being kinder to myself and I'm not putting all the pressure on myself to do all the things immediately 
in quarter one next year, for example. So some of the projects or some of the areas of focus have been spread out, as it should be. But it's taken me three years of this planning process to get to that point where I can be compassionate to myself and kind to myself and manage my expectations around what we should be achieving and what's okay to achieve, block out the noise of the busyness of everybody else's business journey that everyone shares so openly on social media, and be anchored to my why, accept I don't do overwhelm, and set the business up and set myself up and my team up for success in 2023. And honestly, it's that Monday board process, and you'll have your own process, Asana or Trello or whatever you use, even if you're using an Excel spreadsheet, that's okay, that works for you. But you'll have your own process, but spending some time to see what that looks like, knowing now that I've been through my five questions and I've paused and I've reflected and I've got clarity, I know what I want to achieve, and I'm now planning out the year ahead so that I can set myself up for success and set my business up for success to achieve those things. We can't achieve our goals and objectives. We can't achieve what we want to achieve if we don't know what they are and if we don't have a map or a pathway to get there. It's not rigid. There is fluidity there. Of course, it is not rigid. And there is loads of fluidity in space to be flexible as we go because I also take time to reflect monthly. It's not a big one, but also to reflect quarterly and make sure that I'm checking in with next quarter's plan and tweaking where necessary so that we can continue on the path forward. And you'll know if you listened to my episode last week that accepting that things won't always go according to plan and that they shouldn't is okay and powerful and to be expected. So how do we navigate that? We have touch points through the year. That's how I do it. I have touch points through the year where I check in on next quarter's plan and adjust where necessary based on what's happened in the last quarter. So I hope you have found that to be of value and that you've got some little nuggets of gold in there to inspire you to take what you have learnt from the year that has been and to incorporate that into a planning process to put a strategy in place for the next year going forward in your business. If you are experiencing pain points in your business, if after you've sat down to reflect, you realize that there's some gaping holes you need support with in your business, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can reach out via the website or via Instagram, and we can book in for a free 20-minute chat to get some clarity around where you're at, what your needs are, and how we can support you going forward. I do this a lot at this time of year with my existing clients because when they reflect, they realize There's certain areas that are causing them frustration or letting them down, whether it's cash flow structure, whatever it might be, that's where I come in and that's where I can add real value in a strategy session together or developing a plan for working together in the new year. So if that's you, please don't hesitate to reach out and just have the conversation so we can get some clarity around that and put a plan in place to support you moving forward. As always, thank you so much for listening. I very much appreciate your time and I look forward to joining you next week. 